I told you that I didn't feel good enough and I'm broken? What if I said that I'm losing my faith and been struggling coping? Been stuck for a while when I look at the clock, man, I feel like it's frozen. Then again, time is just flying too quick and I'm losing devotion. Truth is, I feel no emotion. Bottle it up and all I feel is rage. And I would be lying if I looked at you and said I'm not afraid. It was a week ago Thursday, I was editing my podcast on the couch at the exact moment I started to see something wrong with Bubba. And at first I was like, alright, he's just trying to cough something up. And within an hour, we lost Bubba. You know, this this amazing, amazing member of our family. And like, to say it crushed me is like an, an understatement. And for those of you out there who've had a pet and who have loved a pet and understand the amount of love a pet brings into the household, you understand um, what we've been going through over here. Um, five years ago, we rescued Bubba. And I always say this to Brenda that that he rescued us because he brought so much life and love into every day. So I just want to thank every single one of you out there who offered their condolences to Brenda and myself. We feel your love and we're so happy we have such good friends and such a good community that reached out to us. I, I really do thank each and every one of you for doing it. Now, life has to go on and I, I move on without Bubba and I think to myself, I gave him the best life ever. And I think fondly of him. And he was there with me during every single podcast I've done. I mean, since I've been podcasting, Bubba was always by my side. And he's up there in doggy heaven. And he's saying right now, he's like, Kaneda, Daddy, do not, do not, because I'm gone, stop doing what you do best. And so I'm going to give Bubba the greatest news, rumors, and speculation show because it's what we've always done. And so even though I'm not going to talk as long as I normally do, what I'm going to do on this episode that I want to dedicate to Bubba is I'm going to spoil so many plans right now. And I'm going to give you news, rumors, and speculations that you're going to take to your shows and to Pinside and you're going to say you heard it first on Canada's Pinball Podcast because that's what Bubba would have wanted. He would have wanted to know that his daddy was the one who broke the news. So what I'm going to do on this episode is I'm going to tell you what Spooky Pinball's next game is. And if you've been following me with Mandalorian and everything I said there, you will know that sometimes Canada just gets it right. And so for those of you out there, you're going to know whether or not you want to go join the fan club or maybe this isn't the title for you. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but we're going to end this show by revealing what that title is. And I have to play it fair. If I'm going to reveal what Stern's next title is, I have to do the same for Jersey Jack, for American Pinball, for Spooky Pinball. I can't hold back what I know. It's not what I do. And I want all of you out there to be as informed as you can as you think about where you want to spend your money in the pinball world this summer. Okay, let's start out right now by me saying 100% Chicago Gaming Company does have Cactus Canyon coming. I know people are starting to spread rumors that Cactus Canyon is not coming and that CGC is getting ready to close its doors. That is not true. I have 100% confirmation it is coming and it is the most complete and packed game they have ever launched. So if you want a Cactus Canyon, you should wait because it's coming and it's coming soon. Now the reason it's not out yet is because of the supply chain issues that are impacting every single manufacturer. Okay, so that's Chicago Gaming Company. Now let's talk about news, rumors, and speculations for American Pinball. Here's what I'm hearing is the rumor over at AP. 
when they released Hot Wheels a year ago, guess what their sales numbers were around? Only 250 Hot Wheels were sold. Now you could blame COVID, you could blame the fact that there were no pinball shows, you could blame the fact that there was not a lot of location pinball going on. But American Pinball, when this game tanked, they were looking in the mirror very deeply and they were actually considering to close up the pinball operation. Now, here's the rumor I heard. I'm hearing a rumor that Rob Burke became involved with American Pinball and infused some cash into AP. And that is why David Fix was put in charge to look over his money. And now we're getting Rob Burke and David Fix, and they're going after some of the Bally Williams people to try to turn this company around. Now, the other thing I heard, too, which was very interesting, is that the man who saved pinball could also be the reason why Hot Wheels was such a failure. And the rumor I'm hearing is that it was Roger Sharp's idea to simplify Hot Wheels and to make it an operator-friendly game. Now, here's something nobody ever wants to say. Now, even though Roger is an amazing man and what he did for pinball will never be in question, but he actually thinks to be successful in modern pinball times that you need to have games on location. Because in his mind, how are you gonna know you're gonna wanna buy a game unless you play it on location? And him leading them down a road of a simplified Hot Wheels was a huge marketing mistake. And Roger doesn't understand that there's something called the internet. And we don't need to see pinballs on location to sell pinball machines. And if you think about last year, a year in which operators were closed down, a year in which there were no pinball shows whatsoever. What happened, Roger, to pinball sales? They skyrocketed. And I think this old guard needs to step aside because they're leading these new companies astray. They have no idea how to market a pinball machine in modern times. And I don't care, maybe it's my grief that is making me say this, but Roger, you were wrong. Simplifying Hot Wheels was a huge mistake having no loop-de-loop, no jump, no car wash, just so you made an operator-friendly game. It was never gonna be successful. To be successful as a boutique company, you need to make games that home collectors and home buyers want, and they don't want stripped-down games, and they don't need to play games on location to buy product. 750 Mandalorians just sold, Roger with nobody ever playing it. Nobody ever playing it. 750 Rick and Mortys sold Roger with nobody ever flipping it. They need to stop thinking it's 1970s. It's not, it's 2021. Now here is the rumor I'm hearing about American Pinball's plans. They are getting very ambitious. They want to release, I am hearing, three titles in 2021. Now I don't think they're gonna get to this goal, but here is what their plans are. They are planning to release within June or July. I'm hearing June. They will reveal their next title, which will be a game from a new designer. Now, the question then becomes, what title is it? I don't know what it is. If I did, I would tell you. But one can only guess that it must be a title that has been in development from one of these homebrew or boutique companies. I heard the game they're going to release was shown at last year's Expo. How is this not a Riot pinball game? This has to be Legends of Valhalla or like Wrath of Olympus. What else could it be? It's not going to be a Nightmare Before Christmas. There's no way they got the license for that Tim Burton movie. So what other games are out there? Maybe Airplane? It's not Sonic Spinball. So that is their plan. They are going to have a new title 
from a junior designer, they are calling it, in June or July. That's the plan. And then in October, they plan to release Joe Balser's game that he was working on that was like the fourth game or fifth game that they bypassed or whatever it is. So what? why would they do that? Why would they go back to a Joe Balser game? But that's the plan I'm hearing. A Joe Balser game in October to coincide with Pinball Expo. And if you ask, like, what could that game be? Is it one of those like Poker Run or Sherlock Holmes or Valkyrie? Remember those titles they were throwing out there? I don't know, but that is what I'm hearing, that Joe Balser's game that was in development will go on the line. And then a third game, which is most likely Dennis Nordman's game, which is the new sort of regime over at AP, they are planning to reveal in December. Now, all this seems like wishful thinking. A company that can't get a new game out is going to get three out in the latter half of 2021, but that's the rumor I'm hearing. So we'll see what happens over at American Pinball. All right, let's talk about Deep Root real quick. So Robert Mueller gave an update in mid-May, which we predicted would be another one of these non-updates. Now, not only is there no progress or no photos shown of production happening around Raza, he now is saying that come June 1st, he is going to start giving refunds. For those of you out there who are tired of waiting for this game. And the way he worded it was really interesting. It's almost like we're going to give refunds on a first-come, first-served basis. Wow. What a confidence-inspiring way to give people their money back. I'm just going to say this to all of you out there because I'm tired of talking about Deep Root. It is a broken record, this company. He keeps saying there's progress happening behind the scenes at Deep Root. Guess what he's not showing any of you? progress behind the scenes over at Deep Root Pinball. He could easily take a photo and show you all of the progress that's been made on this game. He's now not even talking about UL certification, which he said he would give us an update on. I'm here to tell all of you right now, you have an opportunity to get your money back and get it out. And it's up to you. If you stay in on it now, you have nobody to blame but yourself. And I'm just tired of talking about Deep Root. I really am because honestly, Everything they've said hasn't come to fruition. Every promise they've made has never come true. And so all of the hubris, all of the smack talk, all of the fact that they were going to make more games in one year than everybody else in the pinball industry, it's all bogus. It's all hogwash. And J-Pop has done it again. He's once again found a way to sort of evaporate millions of dollars from the pinball hobby because they don't respect manufacturing. It's so easy to design a pinball machine. It is so easy to do that. It is so hard to make it. And they put all their eggs in the design basket, and this is what happens. George Gomez and Charlie Emery and everyone over at AP, everyone's laughing. Everyone's laughing who knows how hard it is to make games. And it looks like Mr. Ben Heck will have the last laugh on all of you in that Raza Club thread. And you're all starting to look like weird cultist people right now. If this is still making you stay in, then something is wrong up in your heads. I mean that. All right, let me give you some Stern Pinball updates real quick, too, because Stern Pinball's next game is Godzilla, and we're going to see Mandalorian on Friday. But here is Stern Pinball's schedule of what they will be making coming up. So Iron Maiden will be made again in August. They will be making more Batman 66s in July, and there will be no more Jurassic Parks this year. The Mandalorian Topper will be out in August. 
They are making Led Zeppelin premiums in June. They are going to make more Star Wars, not the comic book edition, but regular Star Wars games in September. And they're also going to do another run of Munsters in August. Elvira is being made this month, and there will be no more Star Wars comic book editions for sale. And there will be one more run of Black Knight, which means they have Black Knight parts sitting around. There will be one more Cornerstone game from Stern, which will be out in October. Okay, so look for Godzilla in October. And that is what is happening at Stern Pinball. You heard it here on Canada. All right, let me talk about Jersey Jack Pinball rumors now real quick. Here is what I heard the plan was for Jersey Jack Pinball. And it's sort of like an interesting one. So they did not expect Guns N' Roses to be this popular. And they also did not expect their manufacturing to be this inefficient. The plan for Jersey Jack Pinball was to reveal Guns N' Roses, release Guns N' Roses, produce Guns N' Roses, but also they were planning to make 500 more Wizard of Oz Yellow Brick Roads, and those were going to be the final 500 version of that game. They were also planning to do another run of Pirates of the Caribbean, and they were going to do 500 more LEs of Pirates of the Caribbean. But those plans went out the window because Jersey Jack Pinball got upwards of 4,000 orders for Guns N' Roses. So what a blessing and a curse it was that Jersey Jack Pinball can't make 4,000 Guns N' Roses in a year. It's going to take them almost two years to complete all of those orders. And speaking of Jersey Jack Pinball, if you are on my Facebook page, you are seeing me as of today sharing images of Mirko playfields that are falling apart. And I'm not just talking about LEs. These are collector's edition playfields that are absolutely falling apart where the posts are in the game. And I don't mean just a little pooling. I mean the artwork and the clear coat is flying off of these playfields. And this is another thing that makes me want to take my microphone and throw it out the window. How the hell is this still a problem? And I give up. I absolutely give up. And I think as a consumer, I don't know how you don't also give up. $12,500 does not equal quality. The fact that they have not fired Mirko is a travesty. How many chances is Mirko going to get to figure this out? How many millions of dollars, and I mean this, how many millions of dollars of product is now sitting out there in the world defective because of Mirko? And I'll tell you this. How many millions of dollars has Mirko made off of Jersey Jack Pinball making all of these play fields? And it's us, the customer, who has to suffer those quality issues. When you buy a brand new Guns N' Roses, it doesn't even matter how many plays it has. I don't care if it's 150 plays, 200, or 2,000. Your game should not fall apart like that. And mailing people washers is a pathetic solution. And here we are just taking it. And I'm here to tell you right now, and again, this is just Canada being raw right now. The only solution to this problem is you stop buying from this company until they fix this problem. And I mean this, and it, it pains me to say this, but until Jersey Jack Pinball announces that Miracle Playfield is no longer making their playfields, how can you feel good about this? And I'm sitting there with a Guns N' Roses collector's edition in a box, and I don't want to open it. 
because I don't want to see what I'm going to find out. And I don't want to start playing my game. And every time I play the game, I'm going to be nervous that every single post is going to be problematic. And if you see some of this damage, it's not just little bits of damage. And I'm just waiting for the communication. I'm waiting to see what they're going to say this time. How many titles, Jersey Jack Pinball, does this have to happen on? And how many times do I have to do shows about this? And how many times do you have to sort of kill the enthusiasm around your brand's product because you continue to work with Mirko? And I don't care if this pisses them off over there. This is the reason why Jack stopped talking to me. And I don't care that other shows think that I harp on this issue. This is inexcusable. How can you, with good faith, buy games that are going to fall apart like this at these prices? And Jersey Jack, I'm talking to you. You can't lock people in with non-refundable deposits if this is the quality. It's just that simple. You can't do it. How can you do this? How can you say to people, we're not going to give you a refund if people are watching these games fall apart like this? And maybe it's not impacting every single game, but you need consistency. There's no way these collector's editions, once again, should be falling apart. We saw it on the collector's editions of Pirates. We saw it on the collector's editions of Willy Wonka. We've seen it over and over again. And it doesn't even matter if it's a collector's edition or an LE or a standard edition. Every single playfield should be quality. How are you, Jersey Jack, not picking up the phone and calling Bader, who is doing the playfields for Spooky Pinball, and saying, I don't care what it costs, you're now our playfield manufacturer. Mirko, you're done. You're done. I'm sorry. You're done. There's absolutely zero faith in a Mirko Playfield Jersey Jack game now. I don't care if they hate me now. I don't care if they don't talk to me anymore. But I'm going to stand up for all of you out there because we're all getting burned. We're all getting burned by this German playfield manufacturer that has had four or five chances now to fix this problem. And it's enough already. And every single one, every single pinball personality out there, I'm talking to you. We need to get them to fix this problem. It's not there's no excuse. Now let's talk about something new coming from Jersey Jack Pinball. So if that wasn't reason enough to buy, how about this? So another rumor I'm hearing, and he sort of let the cat out of the bag with one of his posts, one of the most talented, and Christopher Franchi, thank you so much for reaching out when Bubba passed. I really do appreciate it. But I have to tell this news and this rumor. Christopher Franchi is working on games with Chicago Gaming Company. He's working on stuff with American Pinball. And I'm here to tell you right now on Canada's Pinball Podcast that Christopher Franchi is working on a game with Jersey Jack Pinball. Now, what could it be? It is not Toy Story. I have confirmation it is not Toy Story. So that means that Christopher Franchi is working on Eric Minier's next game over at JJP. Now, here are the rumored titles. I think there's two that are up in the mix. There is Avatar, which nobody really wants another Avatar. They just don't. I get the new movies are coming out, but that's not what people want. Jack has a great relationship with Warner Brothers. There is a little franchise called The Matrix. And if Jersey Jack Pinball and Eric Minier and Bader Playfields make a Christopher Franchi Matrix, I would send them $20,000 today to secure my collector's edition. But I won't do it if Mirko's making these playfields. I'm just going to start saying that now. I won't do it anymore. 
I will not buy another game if Mirko is making these play fields. It, enough already. It, you know, it's like, see, see what I mean? It's such a dark cloud that just sits over everything this company does now. If your quality isn't there, nothing else matters. That That's it. At the end of the day, this industry needs quality for these prices. And you can't open up a $12,500 game and have it fall apart. And don't think these playfield protectors are going to save you because the playfield protectors do not, they do not protect your game from the posts. So if the posts are digging into that clear coat and lifting the artwork, that's going to happen even if you have one of those playfield protectors. Uh, I loved it when um, Christopher Franchi interviewed George Gomez. One of the greatest things Gomez said was how he thinks those polycarbonate playfield protectors are atrocious. I love that he said they were atrocious and he gave good reasons why they screw up the geometry of the game. So if you use them, I kind of, after he said that, I was like, yeah, he's kind of right. But here's what sucks is the reason I had to use it on Batman 66 is that Batman 66 had an atrocious playfield quality as well. It cratered so bad. It sucks as pinball collectors. We either have to like try to preserve our game or watch it fall apart. Like, is there no middle ground? And there is a middle ground and it's called Rick and Morty and Rick and Morty's playfield is perfect. It's exactly what we want. Whatever Spooky is doing, that is what people want. Let's end this podcast right now with Spooky Pinball's next title. I thought this was going to be Scooby-Doo and I think a lot of you were excited that it was Scooby-Doo. Now here's what I know. I know that Spooky Pinball is expanding its operation and will be making 1,000 of these games. So they're going to make 250 more than they did of Rick and Morty. That this is not going to be a mainstream theme like Rick and Morty. And I think Charlie is going back to making games for Charlie. And I think it's a marketing mistake. And I don't mean this game's going to be a mistake. And I don't mean this game's not going to be packed. But just from a marketing standpoint, he has seen the light with Rick and Morty. He sold 750 games in one hour simply because he moved away from spooky themed games. How do you have the market research knowledge of that and then go back to doing horror themed pinball machines? Now, Scooby-Doo would have been the best of both worlds. Now, here's the thing. I'm hearing that Scooby-Doo is coming out from spooky pinball, but it's not the next game. It is in their lineup. So if you wanted a Scooby-Doo, I'm here to tell you that you most likely will get a Scooby-Doo from spooky pinball. But this is an interesting move for Chuck because it really is this company, I think, kind of looking inward again. And I know that Bug is going to start taking over the reins more at Spooky Pinball. And he knows this. Charlie's son knows this. If we want to grow and we want to be ultra successful, we have to stop making games just for us. Now, do I think they will sell all 1,000 units of this theme? I don't think it's going to be a day one sellout. I don't think it's going to sell out immediately. And I think they're going to learn a little bit of a lesson here. That this kind of theme and this kind of film, it just doesn't have the take my money now kind of feeling to it. It might for some of you out there. And I'm not here to say like you're wrong for loving this. But when I did like all of my top themes they can make for pinball machines, Beetlejuice, Big Trouble in Little China, Nightmare Before Christmas, Edward Scissorhands, Phantom of the Opera, when I think about all the things that are kind of like could be in that realm of like spooky quirkiness, this wasn't one of them. This wasn't even on any of those shows I've done. 
This is what they want to make. I'm going to end this podcast by sharing with you Spooky Pinball's next title. I want to thank all of you out there for your condolences. It's really hard for me to even do these shows. I hope you don't sense I'm too negative or down and out, but I'm going through a lot. And pinball is really meaningless in the larger scheme of things. And I hope you all understand that. The only thing that I love about pinball, other than playing the games, which is fun, it is fun, the only thing that makes pinball worthwhile are the people in it. That's it. Without people in this hobby, without the friendships we've made, these games are not worth the effort, they're not worth the time, and they're sure as hell not worth the money all of these people are spending on these things. I spent 150 bucks on Bubba, and someone could have knocked on my door and offered me a million dollars, and I would not have given Bubba up. But all these games, you'd all give them up for a certain price, and you play them, and half of you out there, you know who you are. You don't even turn your games on. It's fun to talk about this stuff. It's fun to speculate about this stuff, but it doesn't really matter. Right? Pinball doesn't really matter that much in the larger scheme of things. Now, friendship matters, loyalty matters, trust matters, and you can trust Canada's Pinball Podcast that I am going to give you the news, rumors, and speculation that nobody else will say because now they're going to be pissed at me over in Benton, Wisconsin, and I don't care. Now they're going to be pissed at me over at Jersey Jack Pinball, and I don't care. Because I want to give you the information you need to make the right decisions in this hobby. And I want to talk about this hobby without any fear. Because it doesn't matter. It's just pinball. Love matters and life matters. Have a good day, everybody. This is Spooky Pinball's next title. Dr. Samuel Lewis, January 22nd, 1979. Do you wish to give a statement regarding your former patient, Michael Myers? My suggestion is termination. Death is the only solution for Michael. There's nothing to be gained from keeping evil alive. I shot a sodium thiopental render him unconscious. I'll be with him to make sure his life is extinguished. My ear on his chest to hear for myself that his vitals no longer function and immediately incinerate the body. It needs to die. It needs to die. Give me a second, I owe an apology to a few people. I regret a few things and I made some mistakes when I gave in to evil. To all of my exes, I'm sorry, I know I was often deceitful But after Veronica cheated, I gave up and didn't treat future girls equal I'm sorry to all that I pushed away when I felt deep in depression I never gave enough attention to people I love, so I just started ruining friendships I guess that I've taken the easy way out now by rapping confessions This is a passion of mine and the only way that I can deal with my stresses and I get emotional every time I stop and think about Taylor Still can't believe that you took your own life away just to get rid of these haters I just hope that you found some peace and serenity in your decision No one knew what you were going through then again, maybe we just didn't listen To my Grammy, I wish that I said goodbye before the day that you left Not telling you how much I love you is something that I still regret 
But I know you're in heaven, know you're in heaven. And that it's all okay, it's all okay. One day I'll be with you and all of my fans will be screaming my name.